I'm lifting up the Lord in you here today. And so excited about you, all right, in your ministry. And so uh, if you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Nehemiah chapter 3. Nehemiah chapter 3. We have been preaching on Nehemiah on Sunday nights for a little while now. And uh, we are come to the place where we're now on the road to revival. And as we have spoken of last week, we spoke of the sheep gate. And here tonight we'll be speaking of the fish gate. And so that would be chapter 3 of Nehemiah. And look there in verse 3 with me tonight as we stand one more time. And we will read verses 3, 4, and 5. And now if you are an individual that can uh, pronounce these names, I I say amen to you. Uh, But uh, these names are very difficult. And so if I mispronounce them tonight, uh, you forgive me, okay? And... uh, And I won't hold anything against you tonight. Here in verse 3 it says, But the fish gate did the sons of Hezaniah build, who also laid the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. Next unto them repaired Miramoth, the son of Yerjah, and the son of Koz. And next unto them repaired Meshulam, son of Bekrishai, and the son of Meshabel, and next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of Bani. And next unto them the Tekanites repaired, but their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name here tonight. We thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for the songs that we're able to sing. We thank you tonight, Lord, that we can be in Nehemiah and learning God about these walls and these gates and God talking about the worship of the Lord and God, how the church needs revival. God, how our hearts need revival. God, our country needs revival. And God, we're praying tonight, Lord, that you'll send revival. We understand and know that we can't generate it. God, we can't manufacture it. Uh, God, we can't make it happen tonight. But, Lord, we sure could work in it and work for it. And, God, I just pray tonight, Lord, that you give us the help to do so. I pray for each one of us to leave out of here different than we came in. God, give us the help and the strength that we need in order to live for you, to honor you. God, to do as you please and God, to do things that draws, uh, draws you unto us and, and us unto thee. Thank you again, Lord, for all you're doing in our lives. And thank you tonight for all that you've gathered here. Oh, God, may you get the glory in all that's said and done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And so uh, last week we talked about the sheep gate. Uh, the sheep gates on the north side. If you if you ever seen a picture, we don't have the picture, but if you can just imagine tonight, there's ten gates in Nehemiah, and they all go in counterclockwise. They go this direction. The very first one up on the north side is the sheep gate, and the gate next to the sheep gate is the fish gate. And right after the fish gate, it's going to go down and go on the bottom and then kind of come back up. It's not square at all. It's more, it's more long. It looks like Israel, I guess. And uh, it's kind of long like that. But up here on the north side, you've got that sheep gate. And next to it is the fish gate. And so we find the fish gate being right next to it, very close to it. I want to preach tonight on build or building the fish gate into this road to revival. Just as we think about the sheep gate though, because the sheep gate is the very beginning of this road to revival. Uh, Not only is it the beginning of the road to revival, but the sheep gate is the ending 
of revival. You'll see that in verse 32 of the same chapter. It says, between the going up of the corner under the sheep gate, you'll find it starts with the sheep gate. It ends with the sheep gate. You'll find that your life in Christ starts in the sheep gate. It will end in the sheep gate. We find that the sheep gate tonight, just a little bit, uh, if you can think about what happens at the sheep gate. At the sheep gate is where the lambs, uh, uh, the goats, uh, the bulls, or any other animals that go forth as a sacrifice, when they walk through the sheep gate, uh, they're walking to be sacrificed. They're walking to be given up their lives. They're walking to shed their blood. Uh, they're walking to give up their life. And as Jesus Christ, uh, being the Lamb of God, would represent the sheep gate, as he walked through the gate, he walked through the gate never to come back out of the gate. He walked in to die. He walked in to shed his blood. He walked in to be the sacrifice. And so when we talk about building our sheep gate, we're talking about the sacrifice of sin. We're talking about the salvation of our souls. We're talking about the Savior of sinners tonight. And what we talked about last Sunday night about building up our sheep gate, that means tonight that our salvation cannot be forgotten. That the salvation tonight of what God has done in our lives, we need to keep before us. We need to never forget. We need to neither stop praising or honoring the Lord Jesus who was the sacrifice for our sins. He was the one tonight that saved us. He's the one that brought salvation into our lives tonight. We cannot live a life of a Christian tonight and allow our salvation not to be praised over or glorified in for Jesus is the Savior. Amen? And friend, when we begin to build up our sheep gate, we begin to build up our salvation. We begin to build up the Savior. We begin to build up the sacrifice for our sins. Friend, we'll find ourselves weeping in Christ for what God has done for us we'll find ourselves in our minds at night in the morning of what Jesus has done for us and every song that's sung and every message that's preached will come to our hearts and we can't help tonight but to shout it out to give praise and glory unto God and that's what's wrong with the church tonight we kind of forgot where we came from we forgot who Jesus is we forgot about the salvation of our souls we forgot about the sacrifice of our sin and we've allowed the things of the world to take precedent over our lives and we go on and live on for other things that are new in our lives and we need to go back to Calvary. We need to go back to the cross. We need to go back to where Jesus saved us. Go back for the sacrifice of our sins and bring praise and glory unto him. We got to build our sheep gate. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's what we preached on last week. Sorry that I had to go through that again. But friend, without the sheep gate, the fish gate wouldn't have no much meaning. We think about the fish gate. It is the first gate that is built next to the, the very sheep gate. But not only is, it the, the sheep, is the sheep gate built next to the, 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 the very fish gate, but uh, the fish gate would be naturally next. I mean, there would be... Uh, in the way of natural salvation and natural life of Jesus, the fish gate fits perfectly. And what I'm saying is this, is what's the fish gate? Well, the fish gate, and it's pretty complicated, it's where fish go through. I mean, you know, fishermen. Fishmen, they'd go out into the Mediterranean and they would get a load of fish and as they would take that fish tonight that was loaded up, they would take it and they would bring it and they'd walk through the fish gate. 
And as they walk into the fish, fish gate, uh, people, man, of those days, they love fish. And, and uh, they would be eating on the fish and they would get into the fish. And so they find that fish was a great staple of that day. And, and so they would eat it so that fish would come in. Now here's the thought tonight. Is when the, can you imagine that gate smell? It had to be stinky. Right? I mean, when you get around seafood and you get around uncooked seafood and, and uh, you get around people who eat, uh, who eat sushi that are uh, fish that's not cooked and stuff like that, you know, they get to stinking a little bit, right? I'm just saying tonight uh, that when you start thinking about fish and the Bible tells us tonight uh, who is the fish, right? The fish is the people. And tonight we find uh, that the people, according to the scripture, are the fish. You remember that parable in Matthew chapter 37? And, uh, not 37, in Matthew chapter uh, 13 or 17, we find that he gives a parable and he talks about uh, that there is a net that's thrown into the, thrown into the sea and there is a multitude of fishes that come out of that net. And then it says the angels take those fishes and the good ones they get rid of and the, uh, the good ones they move over and the, the bad ones they take and they'll find that they're thrown into a fire and they'll find that they are uh, put into a place totally different from the good to the bad. And do you remember when Jesus in Mark chapter 1, uh, whenever he got through preaching and said, Repent ye and believe the gospel in verse 15. And then in verse 17 he says this. He says, Follow me for I will make you fishers of men. And so we realize that within the Bible that fish is those that have been caught that have been saved. Amen. And so can you think for just a moment, how does fish get through the fish gate? Fish don't swim through the fish gate. A fish don't just take, take you know, they call a taxi or they, they call Uber, you know, take me on through the sheep gate. I mean, fish has to be caught and fish has had to be carried. And tonight, you and I of the fish gate if the fish is going to get through the fish gate, you and I are going to have to carry them through the fish gate. Yeah, right? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. If any fish gets in the fish gate, some fisherman is going to have to catch them and bring them down through the fish gate. That's what he's talking about tonight. That's why the fish gate and the sheep gate are so close and so related because salvation takes place. And when salvation takes place, like it is in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, they get born again. And then Jesus says, now you're born again. And I want you to know this. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And tonight, that's what we want to talk about. That's what we want to discuss tonight. We need to be our fish gate. In other words, tonight, when you come to salvation, you'll come to fishing for men. When you get saved, and you get saved in the sheep gate, your next gate will be the fish gate. It's automatic. When you get saved, you want your spouse to be saved. You want your children to be saved. You want your friends to be saved. You want your neighbors to be saved. I mean, you start telling everybody. You start passing out tracts. 
You start doing as you need to do for you to tell them, I just want you to know the peace that I have in Jesus. I want you to know the rest that I have in my soul. I just want you to know the hope I have in eternal life. I just want you to know what Jesus has done in my life. I just want you to know all that God's done with me and in me. And I just want you to know that, Fred, you can have what I got if you just receive Jesus. And, Fred, you're walking through the fish gate right then. Can we build our fish gate? Because what I have felt and what I know tonight that our fish gate is burned up. Amen? For us taking and going and catching fish and bringing them to the sheep gate, we don't see that anymore. When's the last time you brought somebody to church? When's the last time that you gave out a track? When's the last time that you told somebody that Jesus loves them? And if you repent of your sin and by faith receive Christ, you can be born again. When's the last time? When's the last time? See, do you think tonight in the way of revival that we might need a fish gate repair? Don't you think tonight that the gate, this fish gate tonight, ought to be repaired for I would say this tonight. Jesus said, follow me and you'll be fishing for man. But if you're not following Jesus tonight, you're not fishing for men. Let me say that again. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So what does it mean tonight to follow Jesus? Fishing for men. What does it mean tonight not following Jesus? Not fishing for men. I'm just saying tonight, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to be uh, uh, tonight, be un someone tonight that you would want to get angry with or mad at. I'm just saying tonight, you're not following Jesus like you think you're following Jesus. I'm just saying tonight, our following Jesus tonight is in a different concept than what Jesus says following him is. He said, if you follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And who's going to make them fishers of men? Jesus is. Do you think Jesus is faithful? in his job? Do you think Jesus is saying, if you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, my fault. I didn't make you fishers of men. I didn't give you a heart for uh, going out and reaching men for Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I failed in my job. No, Jesus would never do that, amen. Jesus makes sure every time that when he saves a soul, he says, follow me, and he makes them fishers of men every single time. 100% tonight, and if you're going to follow Jesus tonight, you're going to fish for men. Amen. That's the truth. In a church tonight where our church is failing is fishing for men. We come to church, and I thank you for that. We give our tithes, we give our offerings, we support missionaries, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful tonight for you that are faithful on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're thankful tonight for what God's done in your home, your life. He's brought you a wife. He's brought you children. He's given you a job. He's given you money. He's given you things. He's given you a home. He's given you health. Oh, tonight God is worthy to be praised and to be honored tonight. But are we following Jesus? What does that mean? That means fishing for men. Tonight I think our gate, the fish gate, is broken. And I need help tonight. Do you? Tonight I, I would say that maybe tonight all of us might need some 
help in catching souls. It ought to be on our hearts. It ought to be on our minds. It ought to be in our thoughts. It ought to be in our prayers. It ought to be tonight. Our children is causing our heart to weep up because they're unsaved. It ought to cause tonight that our spouses don't know God. Tonight that it's causing us to fast and to pray. It ought to be tonight that our next door neighbors and our, our friends down the road tonight, our co-workers, even some members of this church or maybe visitors of this church tonight who know not God. And friend, it ought to be tonight that our hearts is saying, God, build up my fish gate. So that one day, someday, I might be able to carry him on uh, through the fish gate. Yes. Being saved and born again. Yes. Glory to God tonight. Yes. Number one, I want you to notice about this tonight. I want you to notice Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission. You say, what's got to do with anything? Well, it has a whole lot to do with everything tonight because if we're going to do what Jesus asked us to do. We're going to have to find what his mission was. And I want you to notice there's going to be several scriptures tonight we're going to look at because I want you to see his mission because his mission will help us with his vision and his vision tonight will help us with his commission and his commission will help us with his omission. Amen? That's the four points I got, by the way. And so if I in this vision tonight of Jesus, I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 18, uh, turn with me tonight as we go through these scriptures because I want you to see them. Matthew chapter 18, I want you to look at verse 11 tonight. The Bible says, For the Son of Man is come to save uh, that which was lost tonight. That's Jesus' mission. And so we know tonight that the sheep gate is where he died and where he sacrificed, but the fish gate is where he brings men in. Amen? And this is the mission of Christ was to save uh, those so they can go through the fish gate. Look in Matthew chapter 20 with me in verse 28. We find again this is the mission of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we can see and know and very clearly Make it clear. Bible says, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, to give his life as a ransom for many. So we find the Son of Man that came to seek and to save that which was lost. We find that he came to save a ransom for many tonight. I want you to look in Mark chapter 2 and verse 17 as well tonight. The Bible says, when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They are a whole, have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Are you getting his mission tonight? We're finding there in Luke chapter 9 and look in verse 56 with us tonight as well to see the mission of Jesus. He said, but he turned. I'm sorry, verse 56. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy man's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Again, the mission of Jesus is to save souls. Fishgate. We see in chapter 19 and verse 10 tonight. The Bible says uh, clearly, again, sort of the same as Matthew 18, 11. He says in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Look in John chapter 12 and verse 47 here tonight. As we look at the mission of Jesus, the Bible says, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. 
For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. In John chapter 3, and there in verse 17, the Bible says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. First Timothy tonight in verse 1, and chapter 1 in verse 15, the Bible says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, who I am chief. Oh, can we see tonight, in order for our fish gate to be builded up, in order for us to find that compassion and find that energy and find tonight that that's the responsibility on our behalf tonight. We've got to know it was Christ's mission to save the lost. It was Christ's mission to take the fish and make them saved. It's Christ's mission to take the lost tonight and save their souls. Christ's mission tonight for everyone to go to heaven tonight. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He says there that he has all men to be saved tonight and come to the knowledge of truth. We find that the mission of Jesus for you sitting in this room tonight night. It's his mission why he came, why he died, why he was buried, and why he resurrected, and why he ascended unto heaven tonight. And someday, one day, he's coming back. What's his mission? To save your soul. That's his mission. So, because of that mission, we find ourselves needing to build our fish gate. Number two, I want you to notice the, not only the mission of Jesus, but I want you to notice the vision of Jesus. Turn to Matthew chapter 28 and look in verse 19. This is the vision of Jesus. He says, verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This is the vision of Jesus. Amen. He's telling his disciples, I want you to do three things. I want you to go and evangelize. I want you to go and baptize. And then I want you to disciplize. He said, that's what I want you to do. That's what the church is to do. That's the vision that Jesus had for his church tonight. It wasn't to bury people. It wasn't to marry people. It wasn't to go out and feed the hungry and to clothe the naked. It wasn't out here, friend, to meet the needs of the world and meet the needs of the community. And by the way of physical needs, hey, the church purpose and the church mission tonight is to win souls for Jesus. Amen? That's the vision of Jesus for his church tonight. It's the reach out into the sea of men and to cast out the rotting reel and bring forth those fish unto Jesus and take them on down to the sheep gate, amen, that they may come into the temple and bring worship unto God. Amen. Yeah, that's the vision. That's the vision. You got to get that vision. So we find the vision in Matthew 28. We find the vision also in Mark tonight. Turn there with me, Mark chapter 16. Just want to give you scripture on this thing. I don't want you to think it's Brother Larry and his thoughts and what he might think. But I, I just want to say tonight what Jesus has said. He says in Mark chapter 16 verse 15. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned tonight. 
I'll say to you tonight, Jesus said not all shall believe. That means there's going to be a lot of people damned in hell tonight. Uh, they asked Jesus a question. Who shall be saved? He said a few shall be saved. And so tonight you and I are going out to the sea of men. You and I are going out to our families and going out to our friends and going out to the world and knocking doors and doing what we have to do so that we can find those tonight that will put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's the vision of Jesus. That's why. Look in Luke with me tonight. Luke 24. Looking about verse 47 tonight. We find again Jesus given this vision. I'm glad tonight I'm in the vision of Jesus so that I can be part of his plan. Luke 24. Look at verse 47 tonight. He said, verse 46, And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead the third day, that's the sheep gate, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, the fish gate. Tonight he tells us to go to all nations and preach repentance. So that the men can come to know God. Look, you took you take your Bible, turn to John 20, verse 21. And all four of the gospels tonight, we find this vision. Jesus says in John chapter 20, verse 21, he says, Then said Jesus to them, Again, peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. As Jesus came as his mission to seek out the lost, he says, now I send you to seek out the lost. That's what I do. That's the vision of Jesus tonight. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, we find Jesus has now ascended unto heaven. His, his 120 have now come, and they're sitting in Jerusalem. And they're waiting for the chapter 2 of the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God, of the day of Pentecost. And we find here in chapter 1, verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And we see the vision from now on that it is given to his church. He's given to the 120. That's the apostles and some of the disciples there. And so they says, when, chapter, when Acts chapter 2 comes, the day of Pentecost is here. You're indwelt with the Holy Ghost of God. Power shall come upon you, and you shall shall be one that gives a lot of money. Power shall come upon you and you shall be very intellectual. Power shall come upon you and you shall gain strength. Power shall come upon you and you shall be able to walk on water. Power come upon you and you shall be able to do things that you never thought that you can do. No, he says power shall come upon you and you shall be witnesses. That's the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we leave the sheep gate, it's natural to go to the sheep gate or go to the fish gate because Jesus said that we're going to go and be witnesses unto him to the lost and dying world. Now, who was Jesus speaking to in Acts chapter 1, verse 8? In Matthew chapter 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20. 
Who is he talking to? Talking to the church. He's talking to those that somehow, someday will carry those fish through the, through the fish gate. Because the fish can't get through the fish gate to get to the temple to worship God unless somebody catches them and somebody carries them in so somebody can be there in order for them to begin to worship the God that we get to worship. Amen. Oh, that's the vision. I want you to know it's an axe. It just didn't end there. And I want you to stay with me just a moment. Please give me the privilege of doing this. But uh, I'm going to move fast through these scriptures. But I want you to see something tonight in the vision of Jesus. Jesus is no longer with us in body form. But he is with us in spirit form. Amen. Uh, we find uh, his spirit, which is the Holy Ghost of God, has now come upon us in chapter 2. But I want you to notice in verse 14 how the vision is continued. He says in verse 14 of Acts chapter 2, he says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be thus known unto you, and hearken to my words. He's telling them that this is what has been talked about and told of, that Jesus Christ has told us, and the Holy Ghost of God has come. We find the vision is moving forward. We see in Acts chapter 3 and verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why look ye so earnestly on us as though our own power or holiness? But we made this man to walk. Again, Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God, is telling them, It's not us, it's Jesus. In chapter 4, and look in verse 8, the Bible says again, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, he's preaching, he's preaching, he's preaching, he's preaching Christ. Peter, chapter 2, preaching Christ. Peter, chapter 3, preaching Christ. Peter, chapter 4, preaching Christ. Uh, Acts chapter 5, look in verse 12. The Bible says, By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and the rest durst no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And the Bible says, And many believers were added unto the Lord in multitudes of men, both women and men. I would say unto you, friend, it's still going on. It's still the vision. It's still going forward tonight. Because of the vision of Jesus tonight, you'll find the Holy Ghost of God being in these men. And this time it's the apostles tonight. Not only Peter, but all the apostles that were doing the work of God, doing the work of the Lord Jesus Christ because of his mission, because of his vision, the fish gate tonight was going on. We find in chapter 6, look at verse 8. This time it's Stephen. The Bible says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great uh, wonders and miracles among the people. He's preaching Jesus, Stephen. Chapter 7 and verse 51. Uh, ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised and hard in ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do ye, which the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers. I mean, now Stephen has got the Holy Ghost of God in him and he's moving forward in the vision of Jesus. We find Philip in chapter 8. 
The Bible says in verse 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. We find Paul in chapter 9. And look in verse 20. The Bible says in straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. We find Peter in chapter 10 in verse 44. He's preaching. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. We find in chapter 11 in verse 20 that the men, uh, some of them were men of Cyprus and of Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. We find in chapter 12 tonight in verse 25, we see, and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem, and when they fulfilled their ministry, took with them John Mark, whose surname was Mark. We find Barnabas and Saul and John Mark. In chapter 13, and look in verse 4, so they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed to Seleucia, and from thence sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they also John to their minister. We find Paul and Barnabas now. Now, we see in chapter 14, in verse 7 uh, tonight, we see again uh, Paul and Barnabas, and they preached the gospel. We see in chapter 15, in verse 39, in verse 40 tonight, as we uh, continue on seeing what God is doing in his vision tonight, we find there in verse 39, the Bible says, and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Sicily confirming the churches. So now we find Barnabas and John Mark and Paul and Silas. We see in chapter 16, in verse 10 of Paul, uh, look at this. The Bible says, uh, after they had seen the vision, immediately endeavored to go to Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to the preach the gospel unto them. The church of Philippi started right here. Look at chapter 17 tonight. And uh, look in verse 1 with me. Now when they had passed through Amphilius and uh, they came to the Thessalonica where it was a synagogue of the Jews and Paul as the manner was went in unto them in the three Sabbath days reason with them out of the scriptures opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered risen from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ and now Thessalonica was born the church of Thessalonica was born right here we find that in chapter 18 in verse 1 that these things Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth he church was started right here in chapter 18, chapter 19 here in verse 1 tonight and it came to pass that while Paulus was at Corinth having uh, passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples the church of Ephesus was started right here in chapter 28 as we go to the end of the chapter of, of Acts we find Paul again preaching uh, the Bible says and Paul uh, dwelt two years in his own hired house and received all that came unto him, preaching the kingdom of God, teaching those things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence and no man.
hand forbidding him. Oh, is it easy to say tonight that we find in the scripture there was the mission of Christ is to reach out to the sinner and save him, the sheep gate. Oh, but we find tonight that it was the vision of Jesus Christ all the way to the end of Acts and all the way to the end of Revelation that you and I would take the gospel of George Jesus and we would preach him with power and authority, with love and compassion and stand upon our knees and stand upon our legs and preach the word of God unto the world so that we might find sinners coming to know Jesus and carry them through the fish gate. You're not more out wore out than I am. Thank you, Lord. I know that was a lot of noise all at one time. Some of y'all breathing hard, I see you. <laughs> Can I say tonight, if you turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, it's not all over. Once Acts is over, then we find the rest of the Bible. Of course, Paul has a big part of that. But Ephesians chapter, I'm talking about the vision that Jesus had. I'm talking about the vision that winning souls to Christ, the importance of that. Ephesians chapter 4, look in verse 8. Wherefore he saith when he ascended up on high and he led captivity captive. Now I want you to notice these words. He gave gifts unto men. Who did he give gifts to? Men. Men. Is there such thing as women preachers? No. Is there such thing as women pastors? No. Is there such thing tonight that a, that a woman tonight can take the authority of the pulpit tonight? No. Who did he give gifts to? He gave them to men. Well, what kind of gifts did he give to men? I want you to look in verse 11. The Bible says, For he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, which we know that the apostles and the prophets was the foundation of the church, Right? Well, you say, well, how do you know that? Well, look in, look in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20 with me quickly. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone. So there's no more prophets and there's no more uh, tonight of apostles because the foundation of the church has been established. We don't have to rebuild the foundation. It's already there. Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. So are there prophets? No. Are there apostles? No. But what are they? Well, according to Ephesians chapter 4, uh, some evangelists. Well, God gave gifts unto men to be evangelists. What is evangelist? One that evangelizes. One that will go out into the world and to preach the gospel to the lost men and women and boys and girls so that they might be born again. I say the vision of Jesus tonight for the church is that out of the church he'll raise up some men and give them gifts of evangelism. Amen. And then he said he gives gifts of pastors, teachers. We find that these gifts in, this, in these verses, uh, look at there in verse 12 with me, for the perfecting of the saints, but I want you to look in verse 12. It says, for the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? Well, here's what the work of the ministry is tonight. The work of the ministry is that God would give gifts unto men that they would be evangelists to go out into the world to preach the gospel. But then God would give some pastor teachers tonight to take those that have been won, amen, 
those who have been saved and those that know the Lord Jesus to bring them into a church house just like this tonight and then have a pastor teacher begin to teach, begin to preach, begin to encourage, begin to perfect you, mature you, get you where you need to go, make sure you find your spiritual gift and be able to use it with one another and find ourselves ministering to one another, living the Christian life and how to do it. But there's more to it, to do the work of the ministry. What's the work of the ministry? Reaching souls. That's the work of the ministry. So you need a pastor tonight to tell you, get out there. Build up your, build up your fish gate tonight and get going. And begin to catch those fish and begin to carry them through that fish gate so they can worship a God that we worship tonight. The work of the ministry. He said, brother, I don't know if I like that or not. Too bad it's the vision of Jesus. We're not concerned about feelings tonight. This guy at work, he's a new guy. He come talking to me one day. He said, man, you can hurt my feelings. I said, I don't care about your feelings. I care about your future. He said, what do you mean? I said, let me say it like this. I don't care about your feelings. I care about you. But we're not working off of feelings tonight. And friend, I'm telling you tonight, uh, we get all messed up in feelings. See, when we get the feeling going, we need a psychiatrist. But when we get faith going, we need Jesus. I'd rather go on faith than feelings, wouldn't you? And tonight I know living for Jesus, there are some feelings. I know a while ago singing those songs that Brother George was singing tonight. I got a little feeling going on. Amen. Every once in a while I get a little tingling going on. I mean, I want to shout, I want to raise my hand, I, I want to do all kinds of things, amen. But I'm telling you, Fred, I, I get that feeling going on. But listen, I, I can't, can't count on that feeling because as soon as the feeling came, guess what? The feeling goes. <laughs> oh, but when I start living by faith, that's the steady. And I'm just saying tonight, the work of the ministry is going to come through a pastor who's been gifted by God. And God is going to put a, a note to that church and say, let's get to work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know last night we had a great time, but that's not what the church is for. Man, we have a good time on Bible study. We got a good time every time we come together and we do this, we do that. Yeah, but listen, friend, that's not our whole vision tonight. The whole vision tonight of why we have something last night is so that we might bring our friends and neighbors and co-workers so they can get around us and hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and get born again. Why we have a Bible study so we bring other people in. Why we have Friday night activities. Why we come to church. Why we do all this. It's about the souls of men. That's what it's about. And everything we do, the work of the ministry. We find that this is the vision that Paul is bringing forth to the churches. I want you to notice tonight the work of the ministry. In John chapter 4, turn with me there. I want you to see that Jesus' work. Look at John chapter 4 and look in verse 34. The Bible says, And Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. What's he talking about tonight? He's talking about the work of Jesus is to save souls. Would you agree with that? Say amen. amen. Number two, John chapter 9, and look in verse 4. 
John chapter 9. So we see Jesus' work is to save souls. We see in John chapter 9, look in verse 4. The Bible says, I must work the works of him that sent me. Now he's talking about his father's works here. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. What's he talking about? He's talking about the father's work. What's the father's work? Saving souls. So the Jesus' work is saving souls. The Father's work is saving souls. What's the church work? Saving souls. That's the work of the ministry. Jesus said in John chapter 4 verse 34, I'm going to finish His work. But in John chapter 17 verse 4 said, I have finished the work. But in John chapter 19 verse 30, He said it is finished. Why would Jesus go through all the trouble tonight to say, I'm here to finish the work? To say, John 17, I have finished the work. And then while he's on the cross of Calvary, it is finished. That's the work for the souls of men. That's his vision tonight. That's his vision that his church tonight would carry on his mission. We need to build up our sheep gate. Man, it's been burned down too long. It's been damaged far away too long. Man, we think we're living the Christian life when we're living it up tonight. People around us are dying and going to hell. We need tonight to figure out how we're going to get our fish gate built. We find tonight, if you would, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. I know we're in a lot of scripture tonight, but I can't apologize for it. 2 Timothy tonight, chapter 4, verse 5. He says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Listen to what he tells Timothy. This is Paul, who's carrying on the vision of the mission. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Paul says in verse 7, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. What was his course? To go to the Gentiles and to give them the gospel. That was his work. He said, I finished. I finished. Jesus said in Revelations chapter 22, and there in verse 12, he says, Behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Do you know what that work is? It's the same as Christ's work. The same as the Father's work. The same as we've been told about the work of the ministry. We've been told to do the work of evangelist. What is the work that we're going to be rewarded for tonight? Going to work and making $1,000 a week and having a, a go-kart or having a, 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 having a gun or having a boat. Are, are we going to get a rewarded because you and I today wear nice clothes or wear nice clo- uh, uh, shoes because our family's taken care of because we eat well and we got all kinds of stuff in our lives and in our pantries and our closets and our garages tonight or because we go out and maybe we give a, a piece of bread to someone or maybe we, we give a dollar to somebody or, or maybe we give a t-shirt to somebody 
somebody. Friend, I tell you tonight, the work that will be rewarded is the work that Jesus has done and the work the Father has done and the work that Jesus has told us to do and the work that Paul has given us to do, the work of the ministry, the work of the evangelist. Hey, friend, Paul said, I finished my course and tonight the church needs to come to a conclusion and say, have we finished? Not yet. You're right, Brother Ken. We ain't finished yet. What we got to do, we got to build our fish gate. We got to get it off out of the damaged run, get it up off the ground, and begin to build. Build the fish gate. Oh, the mission, the vision tonight, the Father's works, Christ works, the church works, the fish gate. Here lastly tonight, I want you to notice Jesus' commission. Not only his mission and his vision, but his commission to build up the fish gate. How are we going to build up our fish gate tonight? How are we going to do that? We're going to have to do it with Jesus. It's going to have to be a commission. That means tonight somebody is telling us to do something and giving us the authority to do it. And then we do it. That's what commission means. Commission. Not commission, but commission. That we now have authority. We now have a vision and a mission. And now we take up with Jesus and begin to build this sheep gate. What are we going to do? I I got three things tonight and we'll close. Number one, we're going to be praying for the souls of our home. That's how we begin to build our sheep gate. You say, brother, I think I need to go across the street. No, you need to go across the hall in your house. Here's the master bedroom. Here's the kids. If everybody in this room tonight would win their own children to God, we might find our sheep gate up. We might find revival. Tonight, if every one of us would stop concentrating about everybody else and their dog, and just start concentrating and praying and fasting and seeking the Lord for our spouses and for our children and for our grandchildren and for our mamas and our daddies and our brothers and our sisters, our aunts and our uncles, our our nephews and our nieces tonight, friend, our cousins tonight, and all that we have and all we can think of and ask God to bring them to our minds and heart. And every one of us tonight be, be praying just for our families. I'm telling you tonight, can you just imagine everyone sitting in this room that every one of your children gets saved, every one of your grandchildren gets saved, every one of your brothers and sisters gets saved. Everyone tonight of your aunts and uncles gets saved. And they come to this glory about this church. We'll be busting out of the scenes. Just our own families. So how do we build up our sheep sheep gate? Begin to pray for the souls of our home. Pray. 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 We've already got the vision. We've already got the mission. We've got the co-mission. Pray. Our family tonight, or can I say your family tonight and my family tonight, is our mission field. Do you know that? I believe us fathers and us mothers, we're looking past the mission field. I believe tonight we, we are overlooking those that we can win and influence and impact for Christ. Pay more attention to them. 
Pay more attention to those that you live with and those you're around and those that you can talk to and those that you can reach tonight. Pray heavy. Pray much. Pray long. Pray in depth. Pray unto God that he would save your children and your family tonight. They're the mission field for Glory Baptist Church. We find tonight your children is your aim. If we can see our children saved, we can win a generation. If we can see our children saved, we can make a difference in the church house. If we can see our children saved, friend, when they grow up, and they get saved, they, they as they're saved and find their spouses and begin to teach their children about the things of God, about Jesus and his salvation tonight. Friend, we'll change our culture and our society, building our fish gate, praying. Your home tonight is your target. I don't believe anybody in this room tonight, including me, will be looking outside of our home when you pray. Pray. Number two, tonight, the second thing that I noticed that we need to do in order to build up our fish gate is not only to pray for the souls of your home, but to pass out the gospel and the space that God has given you. Tonight, that means tonight, taking these tracks out here. I would suspect tonight that the track rack after this service would be empty. Take those tracks and begin to pass out to everybody that you see. Set yourself a goal. I'm going to pass out 10 tracks today. It's all just pass them out. Man, you do so many things with tracks. You could go to Walmart and put them in the coats in the pocket. You ain't got to say nothing to nobody. Man, you, you could go down to the socks and just throw them in the socks. I'm not saying you got to stand up in Walmart and say, hey, listen, I'm going to pass out tracks. Everybody's coming out. We've done that. We got kicked out. We got removed from the property. But when I go into Walmart, you can go down to, to, to the mall or you can go any place you want to, man. You feel like a secret, a secret agent for Jesus. And you got all your bullets I mean, all up in here, you know. You got them all packed in. And you go down to these places and you find holes and you find pockets and you, and you find uh, this and that and other shelves and, and bathrooms. And you put them everywhere you can tonight. And you're outside. You go down to getting your gas. You put in your gas to throw a track on the gas deal. Amen. On top of it, inside of it. It don't matter tonight. Pass out tracks. Build our fish gate. But not only pass out tracks, but tell them. If it opens up, if the conversation opens up, are you praying? God, give me an encounter. God, give me an opportunity. God, open the door. Uh, today, as I go out in my workplace, today, as I go down to Wally World, when I go down uh, to H-E-B or wherever I got to go, God, are you opening up doors for me? Send somebody my way. Send me somebody's way. Lord, now I'm going to pass out tracks, but I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. Are we doing it? Our sheep gate needs to be built up. Lastly, are we telling anybody to come to church? Are we inviting them to church? Well, we invite them and you run them off. I've been told. You change your ways, man. You know you. 
things you say and the things that you do. I mean, you know, come on now. I'm just saying tonight, are you asking anybody to come to Glory Baptist Church? Are you asking your, fam- your family, your friends, your co-workers? Your- are you just walking somebody? Brother, Brother Keith was telling me that day. He went to Home Depot or something. And he-, he bought this, uh, this nat- nativity scene. And-, and this old lady this old lady walked by or something said something about, oh, I'm so excited about seeing somebody buying a nativity scene about Jesus. And, of course, you know, Brother Keith in his witty way, he said, who are you talking about? Like he didn't know that it was about Jesus. He was just laughing, 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 laughing. But I, what I'm saying is that conversation came very natural. Hey, hey, well, how about church? Oh, church? I go to church, glory about this church. Why don't you come visit? Man, I got a crazy preacher. You ought to come down here and listen to him. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you can, you can make up all kinds of things, man. Just get them here. All I'm saying tonight is this passing out the gospel in your space. Of presenting your church, inviting people, speaking to people, of giving them Bibles, giving them tracts, giving them a piece of candy. Walk over to your neighbors and get them a platter of butter, a butter, uh, peanut butter cookies. I mean, throw us some chicken fajitas with a track in it. I mean, we've got to get more in the way of thinking out of the box. How can we get the gospel out to anyone and everyone? It may cost us something. It may cost us maybe a gallon of a sweet tea. It may cost us tonight a $50 gift card. It may cost us a 30-minute visit. It may cost us tonight a time when we can't go do something. We've got to do something else because we're concerned about the souls of men because that was the vision of Jesus. That was the mission of Jesus. And now in the co-mission of Jesus, I got a responsibility to pass out tracks. Right? Amen. 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 I've often often wondered why more than one person has to look at the clock. I always tell people when they come to me and they say, boy, I'm so mad right now. Why ain't you mad? I said, why should I get mad when you're already mad? (laughs) It don't make sense for all both of us being mad. (laughs) I mean, you know, you're doing fine yourself. Oh, tonight, can I say this? Is many, many don't come to church tonight. You know why? Because they're not invited. We need our sheep gate to be built up. So why, why we have pews that are open, they're just not invited. Number two, you know why many people don't come to church? Because they're not welcomed. They're not welcome to come. Have you made them welcome? Invite them. We find that many don't come to church because they're just not informed. I mean, there's somebody tonight, brother, uh, sister, sister, uh, what's your name? Sister Mary? <laughs> sister Mary at work knows somebody, Alice. She lives on Avenue E, and it's the three, the three streets on Avenue E. I've been there since 1996. I guarantee you she has 20 tracks on her door. I promise you that. I've been going over there forever. She tells her, where is your church? In Stafford? On Brand Lane? Where at on Brand Lane? I want to slap her, Alice. (laughs) What do you mean? I done gave you 35 tracks in, in what, 27 years. You know why she's not coming? She's not informed. She probably saw the track, said, I'll see them again, and just throw it in the trash. 
file 13. Here, Sister Mary informs her. It's over here. Now, she may come. Hey, right? It ain't because of the track that we passed out to her. It's because now she's informed. You know why people don't come to church? They're not invited. They're not welcome. They're not informed. Number two, you know why, you know why people don't come to Christ? Because they're not told. Number two, because they don't understand. And number three, because they're not warned. Who is it that's going to do all this for them? The church. You know why many people don't only come to church or Christ or many people don't, come, don't become Christians? It's because the church is not working. That's why. The church is not caring. And the church is not obeying. We need revival. Build up our fish gate. And I'm closing with this thought here. If you look at Nehemiah chapter 3 and verse 5. The last portion of that. Nehemiah chapter, uh, chapter 3 and verse 5. The last portion of that is this tonight. It says, But their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. Not all in here will put your neck to the work. You ever heard that, you ever heard that old saying? I ain't going to put my neck into that. That means you're not going to get involved in it. We find that they didn't get involved in it. Uh, they, they wasn't bothered about it. Uh, they wasn't burdened over it. Now that word noble there, it means three things of this group. Number one, it was the wisest. So the wisest said, I'm not going to put my neck into this work. The wisest. That word noble there means the richest. So the one who has the most money, the one who gives the most money, and the one who has the most things said, I'm not going to get involved with this thing about the fish gate. So the wisest, the most intellectual, the smartest, the, the education, the one who has the bright lights said, I'm not going to get involved. The one who has all the dough, I'm not going to get involved. And that word noble means the greatest. In other words, they got good skills, they got good, they got good uh, habits, they got good manners, they got good characteristics, they got good attributes. I mean, they're just the greatest. And so the greatest, the wisest, and the very just tonight says, no, I'm not getting involved into the sheep gate. Isn't that amazing? So who will it be? Who will it be? It'll be the poor. It'll be the dumb. And it'll be the weak. That's who always does the work. Right? I've been doing the work since 1988. And I'm the dumb and the poor and the weak. That's who does it. And so tonight we got to figure it out. When's it time to build our fish gate to the road of revival and get out there and get to work? Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. See, the wisest and the richest and the greatest, they don't pray, they don't tell, they don't weep, they don't think, they don't care. It's not their job, it's not their work, it's not their responsibility, not their burden, not their problem. 
pull tonight. Those that are of us in this room, I would consider tonight as being very vital and very important to the progress of this church. We've seen the mission of Jesus, seek the same, seek the lost. We've seen the vision of Jesus. I wonder now, can we see the commission of Jesus? Do you and I begin to get out and get work? Do the work of the ministry. Let's finish our course. Let's complete what God asks us to do. Don't let Glory Baptist Church tonight go down in flames. Go off into the sunlight or sundark or sundown. Man, these are our better days. I've been here a long time. And somebody said to me the other day, boy, was it better a long time ago? No, these are our better days right now. These are our best days. God, help us to get to work. Let us, dear God, help us to think about the souls of men. And that we'll pass out tracts, give out Bibles. We'll do anything and everything we have to to tell them about the lovely name of Jesus. You sing, Brother George. Some have come. Oh, church, tonight I'm with you. I'm with you tonight. I need to build my fish gate. I'm right where you are. I fell in telling others about Christ. I'll be honest with you tonight. You just get busy, I, I would say, or you forget even. It's crazy, it's wild, but it's true. We get so wrapped up in our own lives. We get so concerned and so involved that we go throughout days sometimes without even thinking about the souls of men. We look at people, we see them black and white. We see them brown, but we don't see them as souls. We look at people, we see male and female, but we don't see them as souls. We see people religious or not religious or atheists, but we don't see them as souls. God, help us to look through. Look through their color, look through their gender, look through their sex. And look at their souls. God, help us tonight. God, that we build up our fish gate. And this church will be a church of a soul winners. Reaching the world for Christ. Taking our homes as the mission field. Passing out Bibles and tracts and literature. Inviting folks to church. Coming to hear God's word. There's no greater work in all the world. There's no greater work tonight. The work of the ministry. God help us tonight. Well, I give you my heart tonight. Give you all that I had concerning that fish gate tonight. And I pray that as we leave and go home, that souls will be in our hearts and minds. 
And tomorrow when we go out, that we'll have a track in our hand, a track in our pocket, a track in our purse, a track where we can grab. And may we give them to people. May tomorrow be our beginning of building our fish gate. Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. Brother Keith, would you dismiss us, my brother? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you tonight.